Good morning. Thank you again for joining us this week for Sunday service. As I mentioned last Sunday, next week we'll be starting a new series looking at some key texts which have informed our way of thinking about what it means to be church and what it means to, to do church. Uh, among these key texts, we'll be looking at John chapter 1. Uh, we'll be thinking about the incarnation and specifically how the incarnation informs what it means to be a church that builds bridges between people and, and the, between the church and, and the broader culture. We'll also be looking at John chapter 17, where Jesus says, a new command I give you, love one another as I have loved you. And we'll be thinking about that in the context of what it means to have real diversity and real unity at the same time in the body of Christ. And we'll be looking at a scene from Revelation where John sees every tribe and language and nation standing before the throne of God and we'll be thinking about what that means for us to be a global or globally minded church. And these messages are also going to be interspersed with numerous conversations and discussions between members of the congregation. And so I'm excited that in the next few weeks, we won't just be hearing from me, but we'll also be hearing from these friends from Trinity Heights as well. So all that's to come and we'll be starting that next week. And as we go through this series, in the first part of this year, uh, one, once a month, instead of doing the services via Facebook, once a month we'll be live on Zoom instead, as we did for our carol service over Christmas. So on those Sundays, we're inviting you to join us live on Zoom so that we can see each other's faces and, and get back into a rhythm of being together on a Sunday morning. It's another way to create a feeling of connectedness. So if you want to attend those, be sure to sign up to our church newsletter uh, and we'll provide you with the link. Uh, once a month live Zoom service. Well, this morning we'll be hearing once more from Chris and Naomi Lawrence. It's been my privilege to know the Lawrences for the last six years since we arrived in New York City. Uh, we met at something called a church planting incubator run by city to city. It was a sort of informal training for church planters. And one of the best things that came out of this was we got to know Chris and Naomi, who've been a great encouragement to us over the years. It's been amazing to watch the way they've connected with people in their own neighborhood and worked to connect people with each other. We're really grateful for them. And this morning, I've asked Chris and Naomi to share about their own experiences with different spiritual disciplines. I think that deepening our understanding of spiritual disciplines like prayer and Sabbath rest uh, and actually practicing these in the life of our community is going to be vital and foundational to the work we do together as the church moves forward. So here's Chris and Naomi. Hello, I'm Chris and this is my wife, Naomi, and here's a picture of us and our four kids that I think you can just about make out the head of our large dog. And we're in East Harlem and have been here a number of years. Since 2019, we've been with Interchange, which is a family of about maybe 100 Christians across the world in various cities, always neighborhoods where there are a high proportion of people on the lowest income levels. Now we're not a church planting movement and we're not planting a church in East Harlem. We are, however, a movement which is all about practical love and seeking justice and shalom alongside people who are often disempowered and pushed to the edges. You could say we are on a journey alongside the poor, 
but that needs to be counterbalanced by saying that in certainly in East Harlem we are receiving so much and, and just aware of the privilege of living in such a place, such a vibrant, creative neighbourhood. One of the core values of the Interchange family, whom we belong to, is that we have a rhythm of prayer. This is foundational. Like many religious orders, such as those monastic orders you may have heard of, the rhythm of prayer is the backbone of all they do. And Interchange is no different in that respect. Even if we don't live in a monastery and don't wear robes. At times it's felt easy to establish rhythms of prayer in our family. Each day had some predictability. Kids going to school, gathering together to prepare for the day ahead, prayer at the door, personal prayer time after the kids had gone to school, and then prayers before bed. And then you get completely thrown off the bus, and it can be really hard to reset or even to re-establish a new rhythm with a new job, everybody working different hours, twins. We've learnt number one, to beat ourselves with a feather, not with a bat, accepting that our prayer life will follow seasons, and as long as we aim to get into some kind of routine. Firstly, we know we both need prayers alone with the Lord and prayer in community. Matthew 6 verse 6 in the message says, Here, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet, secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. And Acts 2.42, again the message. They committed themselves to the teaching of the apostles, the life together, the common meal and the prayers. We're fortunate to have interchange collective prayers. I can't stress enough how helpful it is. Everybody in interchange does it together every Tuesday. We follow a calendar praying for a different team around the world each week. Prayers are sent by each team. Then we come together periodically and pray as an order, all together on Zoom, using breakout rooms, etc. It makes it easy and straightforward. The way prayer works, it reminds us that being a Christian is just too tough to go it alone. Now, admittedly, sometimes you and I will want to reject God's incorporation into the body called church. Don't feel guilty for getting fed up with the church. Church isn't easy. Yet, it is our claim that living into your baptism, learning to pray in public, in the body, will make you truly happy. Prayer has become a private pursuit, but actually it does belong in the body. And we have found that praying with couples, hanging out on Zoom together, closing with a prayer, makes all the difference. And right now, we are finding it so useful having friends with teenage children, or at least one you can share all the drama with. And bringing prayer into the normal way you hang out together with your friends doesn't feel weird anymore. It's vital to find a way to incorporate it into your friendship time. It delights Jesus to see us coming together and then to hear from us in actual prayer. It's like the cherry on the top. So if you can get half a chance, jump into prayer vigils or anything like that right now with the crisis unfolding in our nation. Prayer is really about doing stuff together and not alone. I just want to share that I was recently invited to learn more about blessing as a gift of encouragement. You're giving words directly to somebody rather than using intercession to God. 
Blessing is a form of declarative prayer, declaring scripture, using the words of God. For example, someone facing a stressful situation, you might bless him with the nearness of the good shepherd who makes us lie down in green pastures. Or you might bless her with the easy yoke of Christ, knowing that you're not alone, but that Jesus is carrying the burden as well. And when you're tempted, perhaps tempted to say too much, don't forget there's always listening prayer. The practice of sitting in quiet and asking God to speak to you. This can be used for your own intimacy, but also when praying for others, asking Jesus how he wants us to pray. God chooses to speak to me, Naomi, in pictures. And sometimes I share these with the person. Praying together, just Naomi and I, on a regular basis hasn't been that easy as we are still adjusting to the stress and the unpredictability of COVID and having the kids around so much in a small apartment. But we both have agreed never to guilt trip ourselves about this. People among our church friends who know they don't pray that much have a lot of guilt and we know what that feels like. It's, it's important you know that you remember the Abba relationship with God that is the bedrock of what prayer is. In Galatians 4 verses 6 and 7, we're told this. Because you are children, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. So you're no longer a slave, but a child. And if a child, then also an heir through God. So we therefore address God as Father, metaphorically, to refer to our relationship to God, a relationship that may also be explored with other metaphors like mother or friend. You cannot do a bad prayer any more than a child can do a bad colouring. We, we have to return to that posture of a child who brings a parent a colour crayon drawing or something where the sun is purple and the trees are pink and red with blue grass and a gorgeously scratchy scribbly monster or is it a cloud somewhere to be seen if you have the eyes to see it and we are so impressed and we love it because the relationship is that of a parent and a child makes all the difference and so it is with prayer if we approach the subject of prayer with the posture of a child who wants to climb up on a parent's lap and show them their latest creation then that is more accurate than anything we might have brought with us as far as how we've learned prayer. So when Jesus asks, is asked how to pray, Lord teach us to pray, he starts with these words, Our Father, Abba, that term of intimate and familiar attachment that is the very first simple utterance that any child makes, Abba, Mama, Dada. Life in the city can be easily fragmented and pulled apart by the tyranny of the urgent. We get tired and then just crash, juggling multiple responsibilities and saying yes too many times to opportunities that come our way. Even now, even in this time of COVID, it can stretch us and break us. We want to be here for the long haul and living sustainably. Chris and I, joining Inner Change has helped us regulate and find a more sustainable way to live here. It's been possible to find practices which help us to thrive in our context. One of these is creating or updating a personal rule of life. It's about finding a healthy yoke that, that's life-giving. Let me explain. So we consider three practices plus a posture, a way of being. Ask yourself three questions. 
what am I attracted to and why? Where do I believe God is calling me to stretch and grow? And what kind of balance, rhythm do I need in my life? So here's an example of my rule. Using a 10 minute prayer app after the kids go to school or the first chance I get to be alone each day. Weekly Tuesday team prayers where we pray for another team collectively with the rest of the interchange community. And then two hours away from the home, away from crochet, alone to walk and just abide with God. And my posture this year is stillness. And uh, for me, one of the simple rules of life, which has been most revolutionary, has been a weekly Sabbath. Now, not a long time, not like a whole day, of course. Sometimes it has been able to be four or five hours long, a whole morning, a whole Monday morning. But for example, this week it was just 50 minutes. The important thing for me is that a Sabbath, it has to be as, as long enough to disrupt things, to register with me. It has to be like shutting off the phone, disconnecting from social media, settling into an awareness of being before God, Father, Son and Spirit, using fewer words, having a journal open and a pen, but not even making this job of filling out a journal a particular task that I have to complete. What is happening in that 50 minutes or five hours? It's about taking time back, rejecting the power and overwhelming brainwashing which is being called the tyranny of the urgent. It's dropping out from so-called urgent tasks which always make more sense and always clamour to be attended to. And Sabbath is about me joining Jesus late in the day when he's been busy all along, even when I was asleep. You know, the Hebrew mind has the Sabbath starting in the evening. So actually, one of the first things that you do if you're doing a Jewish version of observing a Sabbath, Shabbat, is to go to bed and sleep. And then you wake up in the morning and you realize that you are joining God in what God has been up to all night, doing quite successfully without us, without our help. So Sabbath is serving to shift my perspective. And I realize that a regular Sabbath recalibrates my week and resets me, makes me realign with God's agenda, following Jesus, catching up with what Jesus has already been doing. Sabbath keeping is certainly about engagement with the world, not just retreating from it and trying to escape it. But Sabbath is about engaging with the world, but with a deeper and more appropriate grasp of what God is doing and how, to be brutally honest, how trivial my own role might be. Learning humility, taking my place in the bigger scheme of things, is actually how to live in the city for the long haul, sustainably. The overwhelming pressure around us is thrusting you and I into the center stage. The questions are always, what can I do? How can I make the difference that is needed? But prayer, Sabbath, rules of life, they bring us to reckon with our limitations. And they decenter us and realign us. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. The Lord's Prayer, which Jesus gives us when, we, when asked Jesus teaches to pray, is actually a prayer of patience. And praying that phrase, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, is a prayer which recognizes that I am small and my gestures can really seem futile. And the humility and radical patience is what we need to find more and more. 
we need humility and radical patience because the world is not changing fast enough and you could even say perhaps that prayer gives us something to do while we're waiting thanks for listening